If you are listening to this broadcast, then you are alive. This is The West Allen Show. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. Hello again. Welcome to the West Allen Show here on this Saturday transmission. And we're going to talk about the UN, how they're going to take over with these four steps. They've decided that they need all of the uh, military of the world to be under their power. Why they're on American soil diverting the Constitution, planning right here on our own soil to go door to door and take the weapons like they are in Virginia. Yep, door to door, folks, happening right now, right before your eyes. And 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 so what's happened is all the, the sheriffs has decided that they were just going to deputize everybody, and the government in Virginia says, well, we'll just call in and uh, the uh, National Guard and have them all arrested. How you like that? Get arrested for exercising your own rights in your own damn country. Now, if you think that that ain't bad, you got another thing coming because you're coming from an evil state, the state of Virginia that said that if you carried your child nine months, you had the choice to kill it. Not to adopt it. Not to do anything like that, but we're talking about you had the choice to, to end its life. That's called murder. And these people don't get it. See? They don't get it. And if you're stupid enough to see that that's okay, and you're a Democrat, then you're an idiot. It's as simple as that. Because you're going to be the one that, early in the morning, they're going to come knocking on your door, throw a gunny sack over your head, throw you in a paddy wagon, and haul you to a FEMA camp. And you're going to say, why did I do that? I'm a Democrat. You can't throw me in a paddy wagon. You want to make a bet? When they're done with you guys and your votes, that's all we need. Now, there's some people out there that know where I'm coming from. But the real truth is, is that we're under attack. And we're under attack from within. All these politicians that are mad, that they call Democrats, are nothing but imposters. They're there to take down the United States of America. They're there to arrest and take down everyone that voted for nationalism or Trump. If you're a patriot, if you're a Christian, if you're a veteran, Obama said that you are the enemy. And still on the books. Homeland Security. Yeah. Those are the facts. There's 280 FEMA camps. You think they build them for nothing? They even call them... Uh, family centers hoping that you'll see that if you're hungry you can go in there thing about it is you put barbed wire around it so that you can't get out 
not so that they protect you so pe people can't get in it's not to protect you from the enemy they're gonna make you the enemy they buy 36,000 guillotines and what do you think those are for 36,000 guillotines folks I've seen the invoices it's a fact Now all of this is going down because the Democrats have have turned on America. They've been promised something. Uh, they're not doing this just because they're liars. They're doing this because they think they're going to get something out of it. There's something else going on. It has nothing to do with Trump. It's that they couldn't convince the people to sway in their way to put the people in power that will ruin the rest of the country bring in all the immigrants from all the other countries and bring down the United States of America internally and economically so that they can come in as the saviors police the streets throw all the police and the sheriffs in jail take a look at Virginia now if you guys call this normal and you call it natural well then you're lost Right now what we need is we need to get rid of the UN off of US soil. Let them go somewhere else and play with someone else's country. Let them go and try to get someone else's to absurd all their powers. And remember, the government doesn't have the power to give away what ain't theirs. These politicians that think they have that they're absurd, uh, 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 transforming America into the UN are lost. They're going to come in and say that your rights are what they have, what that they give you the rights. The real truth is, is that they're God-given rights, inherited. So we can't allow this to happen. And people are going to sit back and they're going to watch it, and they're going to laugh because what CNN tries to hide. But they ain't going to be laughing when they can't pay the car bill. When they can't pay the rent. When they're with the rest of the people 60 square blocks of L.A. homeless. Yeah. No way going to do. Turn around and blame it on Trump? What are they going to blame it on? This is happening all across the United States. It's nothing but a bunch of evil people that are dealing in Satanism. Anybody who'd murder a child will go a child that is full term nine months has lost their total validity. And that's the very same people that said that they in Virginia are gonna call and have all the sheriffs arrested by the uh National Guard. <coughs> Excuse me now. Lisa Haven has pulled all these documents up on what their the view is of the UN. Now UN's view is that of a model of China. So that's what's going to happen after they all take over. They're going to try to take it all over uh, telling you that uh, the pollution and the and the weather and uh, whatever they can do to uh, pull the heartstrings of the people that are stupid enough to believe it in, in order for everyone to agree that this is what we need well if what you need is a bunch of satanic evil bullshit go for it 
but the American people aren't going to stand for it. We're not going to stand for it. We're not going to. We're not going to uh, sit here and watch it happen. You got a civil war starting in Virginia right now. And I honestly don't think that the National Guard will do it. I think what will happen is when they call the National Guard, the National Guard goes in there and, and takes over the government over there. Yeah. And pulls the treasonous out of that stupid state. That's what needs to start happening. People need to start headed to Guantanamo Bay. We need to remove the UN from U.S. soil. They are a threat. They're a threat to our freedom. They're a threat to the United States and quite frankly a threat to the world. The UN is nothing more than what they were in the beginning after World War II. After everybody was tired of dying and seeing all the bloodshed, they decided that, that a UN would help for peace and security. The Bible says that when they come and ask for peace and security, know the end is near. And that's exactly what we got, folks. What we have is tyranny. These people have subverted all of these blue regions of the United States to believe in the rhetoric. To put out false information on scientific evidence of global warming. When they were caught cooking the books and seeing that they were lying about global warming, they changed it to climate change. But they think we're stupid, see? Because climate change is based on 10-year period. It's not based on the weather. Stupid. So when you start putting that information together, you can see that all of that scientific evidence out of 26,000 or 2,600 uh, scientists that done the research, 24 of them were for the UN. And then the UN comes out and says, well, 2,400 scientists say that we're right. They're just using it to get taxed because they need a global tax because without the Federal Reserve and when the United States goes down, they have no money. They, and, and Trump has cut the money off because they're not doing nothing with the right anyway. This is absolutely ridiculous. This ain't an impeachment. These are imposters. That's what we got. Treasonous imposters that need to be removed and thrown in Guantanamo Bay. And they will. Just like George Bush said, they need a new world order. Yeah. Just like Truman, or I'm sorry, Eisenhower, told us. We need to look out for this unplaced power. He's seen it coming. Now all the tech companies think they rule the world. Well, I got something coming for them. It's called a division. Divide them up in so many tiny little pieces they can't even operate. And start putting some of this shit under the UFCC. And it needs to be watched over another body. Oversight. There shouldn't be a corporation in the United States that could have private rules that supersede the Constitution.
If it's unconstitutional, it's not right that anyone could agree to it. It's illegitimate. And anytime you have a contract with an illegitimate agreement, you have an illegitimate contract. If it doesn't correspond to the Constitution, then it is illegitimate. That is what needs to be passed. We need to put a stop to these corporations think that they're going to come in here with the UN and they're going to take over the world and, and, and everybody's private life like they have in China. You know, the whole model of the UN, and it says right in their white papers, is the model of China globally. Take down all the borders, bring in all, all the uh, mass immigration all across the United States to break economically break the country so that they will beg and the UN will come in as the saviors so they can come in with their foreign troops in all the countries and 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 take over the Christians and the veterans and the and the patriots and throw them in in uh, mass graves with 36,000 guillotines I seen then voices well, what are they gonna do with 36,000 guillotines folks huh Let's take a guess. Well, here's Lisa Haven. She's going to tell you a little bit more about what's going on. But I want you guys to take a look at this and decide for yourself whether you want to be smart or stupid. Hi everyone, Lisa Haven here, and I've got a bombshell of a report that I have heard no one talking about yet, and that is this. The United Nations has laid out four separate gruesome plans uh, for the world. One of those include basically the rise of their new world order, with the United Nations, of course, at the head, controlling all the armed forces of the world. No joke. And I'm going to prove it to you through a United Nations linked organization. But let's just dive right into this because I think it's critical seeing who we are dealing with and understanding that uh, the globalist body is who is behind getting rid of the president right now. And that's why this is critical. So let's dive right in. Real quick, I just want to give a shout out to noblegoldinvestments.com. If you've not converted your 401k into something solid, please do that now before the economy goes crazy. So give them a call, 1-877-646-5347. All right, so let's get on with this article. Now, this article was published by Democracy Without Borders. Now, if you don't know Democracy Without Borders, they work hand in hand with George Soros, George Soros funded, and of course, the United Nations. You can see global campaigns and programs right here. And it says, together with our partners, we run global campaigns and programs for the UN Parliamentary Assembly, a UN citizens initiative and global voting platform. So definitely a globally minded organization. So here it is, four scenarios of the future of the United Nations. So this article is basically about which way is the UN going to go? And this was published recently in November, late November, 2019. So here are the scenarios. They give four separate scenarios that they, they say is in the future. The first one here, they call the steady state, right? In this scenario, national governments remain in control of their own destiny 
<laughs> Hallelujah. And they are unwilling to work together on common problems. This means that despite all the talk of global government, the basic nation state structure will remain. It may have its problems, but it's the best of the options. National sovereignty is here to stay because governments are unwilling to surrender it. The UN will be around, they said, to pick up the pieces, but otherwise politicians will not expect to do too much. They will continue to starve it off of its financial resources. For example, Disneyland has more employees than the UN Secretary General. <laughs> okay, yeah, Disney is pretty big for starters, but nonetheless, uh, we need to get the hell out of the UN. Let's just put it that way. So any state for us to have our own sovereignty as our own dang country, I am all for. The US needs to be their own country. Each country needs to be their own and we need to stop meddling in this UN crap. We survived before. Without it, we can survive in the future, right? Scenario two. Now this is, I think, one of the more terrifying ones because they call it a world state. They're all kind of... It's all kind of crazy, but world state. It says in this scenario, national governments, while they remain in control of their destiny, are willing to work together through the United Nations on common problems. This evolves gradually into some form of global governance. You mean like New World Order style? Yeah, exactly. The scenario is based on there being no purely national solutions to transnational problems. And so governments have to work together through some form of global government to solve common problems. Just how the world evolves to a different form of government is not yet clear. Here are three ways, right, of trying to get countries united. So these are the three fronts. And the first one is terrifying. Their federalist approach, the deliberate decision by national governments to transfer powers, certain powers, such as maintaining armed forces. Yes, you read that correctly, to a United Nations world government while retaining other powers, such as, of course, establishing laws concerning ownership of the property in your land for themselves. <laughs> in other words, we here at the UN get control of any and all armed forces of countries around the world. That's terrifying. Wow, let's just federal approach to this whole thing and have this global world government. But I can't even believe this is being entertained. Oh, yes, I can, because it's always been the plan from the get go. Why nobody is reporting on this? I have no idea. But they're, they're, this is critical, very critical to what's going on. And especially when we see what's happening with the impeachment, because who's behind it? The globalists. The globalists are mad at the Democrats who they've been paying, I'm sure, under the radar uh, to, to, to do these things. And the Democrats aren't following through. So it's new plan after new plan and a new plan to get the nationalist president, Trump, out because the U.N. doesn't like him. What's their second approach here? Functional approach, they say. The creation of more global agencies, such as the World Health Organization. Let's just pause. Because President Trump has basically slowly closed down the World Trade Organization. And here they are. We need to open more of them, right, for health concerns. Because experts can cooperate on things like the environment. You you mean the false claims of climate change and, and how you want us to help with that exactly. And then they have populist approach. Interesting. The creation of grassroots people movement to establish a democratic world government directly responsible to the people of the world. No, no, they wouldn't be responsible to us. We don't even get to vote these people in. 
<laughs> so that one is just a sham. And in the meantime, they want to generate ideas for world government and ground well in favor of it, such as campaign for UN parliamentary assembly. Okay, I, if I haven't learned, a, l, l, that's a load of crap. Okay, you're, you're answering to the people of the world. All of us already know they don't answer to us now. They're not going to answer when we, if, if we ever hand over complete control. But let's get into scenario number three, because this actually creates an Earth Incorporated. Uh, basically, this one, the takeover of corporations, but let's rate it. In this scenario, national governments lose control of their countries and transnational corporations, transnational, right? Fill the vacuum. With the decline of the UN and the nation-state system, the only organization capable of driving the pace of change in transnational corporations, which then knit the world together into one market as they fill the UN and government vacuum. National governments will, necess will not necessarily disappear no more than local governments, but national governments in the UN will need to get used to the way of the nation-state system and that corporations are a major player in the world affairs. Uh, with money as the measurement of all things, national identity ceases to be such a major issue, except yada yada. People are principally consumers and aspiring consumers rather than patriotic citizens. And that's just, of course, again, one of their scenarios. Scenario four, wild state. <laughs> and this is the one that they're saying that we're all going to go into if we don't comply to scenario two, federalist approach, right? If we don't comply to that, this is where we're all heading a wild state. In this scenario, national governments lose control of their country. Huh. The UN <laughs> the UN cannot fill the globe the government vacuum and nor can corporations. There is increasing chaos. There is a nightmare scenario in which the nation state fall apart. There is an increase in failed states, mass movements of people, increased environment and health problems and, and climate disaster. The previous scenarios are all too optimistic. They have focused too much on order rather than disorder. Under this scenario, each country will have to do what, what's in their best own interest. The current situation is business as usual, but there are signs of wild state emerging right now. These include rise of nationalist politicians and policies. Oh, wait. A nationalist believes we want our own country to do good. But suddenly, the United Nations-linked organizations, Democracy Matter, Democracy Without Borders, says that we are the problems if, well, the world becomes wild state. That it's because of nationalist policies and politicians. No, it isn't. We are all about getting the hell the UN out of us. And we can have control of our own country. We don't need your sovereignty-stealing policies. But it goes on. It's also due to a reluctancy to work together on common, pro common problems such as climate change. Hint, hint. President Trump is the problem because he's not signing the Paris Accords. That's their, you know, basically word for that. A collective forgetting of the conditions that led up to World War II and a withdrawal at the personal level of self-indulgence, self-absorbed concerns by people preferring to ignore global issues and instead be absorbed with sports and entertainment. In other words, you're part of the problem. If you're not accepting global government and the United Nations, then you're the reason that we're going to end up in the nightmare scenario called a wild state. Yes, this is what they are saying. And it's a bunch of BS, if I'm being honest.
It's obvious. The United Nations wants what's best for the UN. They want more power, more authority, more of America. They want the complete takeover of the entire world. And that's just proven by that article. I literally, on that article, the United Nations admits that they want control of the entire armed forces through a United Nations linked agency, of course, because they won't say it directly. But this is exactly what they're, they're, they're after. This article should be viral or anything talking about what they actually want to do. If we take our country, what the UN has basically done is they said nationalists are the problem. You're the problem because you want to make America great again, along with your president Trump, which is why they're trying so hard to get him out of office. They care not about the US. They want control and they want takeover. And like they're saying, if, 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 if you don't give us this scenario, then scenario four is going to play out and it's going to be your own fault. Here's what would happen. In all honesty, they would set up some kind of event, right? Some kind of catastrophe, right? Operation Northwoods, right? Wink, wink. Uh, and that would be basically how they would incite the chaos and then blame it on the nationalists. This is the kind of stuff we have to deal with. And that's why I support Get the U.S. the hell out of the U.N. There it is, Lisa Haven, folks. She's right. We have to get away from the U.N. They will be the fall of the United States. They're subverting all of our resources within, including the media. They've got together with the intel community and have not with all of them but with the top of them where they're trying to steer this in their direction and that's why they're mad about the Paris Agreement see because this free, all these free trade agreements they decided they were going to create free trade sounds good it always supposed to sound good free trade agreements with all the countries and then once they start trading they start councils, trade councils, and these trade councils can then, once they get it all in place, like if we would have put the Paris Agreement in, into place, these councils would have uh, uh, taxed, had a tax, a global tax on trade around the world, creating a way for them to fund themselves. Because they know that the Federal Reserve is going to fall someday. They want to create their own way to... Uh, uh, generate funds and start pulling all of these other taxes and anything they can around the world into the UN that's what they want to do and they want to take your guns in fact Obama agrees to disarmament here's a little patch from Al Jazeera where he says just that and by the way while you're listening to this uh, we also have a small patch in there where it's talking about Gaddafi. The first time that he was in the UN where he wanted to know what happened to Kennedy and and uh, all of this stuff. And, uh, and of course, anybody that mentions that becomes up what? Becomes up dead. And so, here it is. Uh, from the UN where Obama says they must disarm us and we must com become unite with the UN. The U.S. presidential motorcade arrives at the United Nations, passing the ever-present groups of demonstrators assembled on the other side of the road. A sense of anticipation in the General Assembly chamber. 
and a warm reception for Barack Obama as he walks to the podium, his wife seated among the heads of state and dignitaries. The time has come for the world to move in a new direction. We must embrace a new era of engagement based on mutual interest and mutual respect, and our work must begin now. And the president outlined his vision of a new world order in which the U.S. would participate fully, one rooted on four basic principles. Non-proliferation and disarmament, the promotion of peace and security, the preservation of our planet, and a global economy that advances opportunity for all people. Among the speakers that followed the U.S. president, the leader of Libya, Muammar Gaddafi speaking at the UN for the first time after 40 years in power. And waving the UN Charter, he called for an end to any permanent membership of the Security Council, arguing that small nations should have the same rights as the big. It was a speech that lasted well over an hour and covered subjects ranging from jet lag to political assassinations. And then the assassination or the killing of uh, Kennedy in 63 or 62, uh, the president of the United States of America, why? We want to know who, who killed him. Uh, somebody who, by the name of Lee Harvey, and then, and then another Jack Ruby killed Lee Harvey. Why did, why did he kill him? There it is, folks. You heard it right from their own mouth. I just thought it was interesting that that was the first time that uh, Qaddafi had ever been to the UN and what he spoke about. And you could see what he feared about was exactly what happened to him. See, they knew that uh, Clinton all had something to do with the fall of Libya. He was working with us. He was friends with us. He was very good to his people. Uh, in fact, he gave everything and oil back to his people. He lived in a tent. I mean, this man wasn't... Uh, uh, in the end, Gaddafi was a very good person. And he was worried about assassinations. Well, here's a judge, in fact, down in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, that was Sam Sedler. Uh, Sedler uh, uh, interviewed... And uh, this is what that judge had to say about what was coming. Now, this would have happened if Hillary got in or if any other one of these globalists that have, uh, that have been turned on us, on the American people, will do. And here is what that judge said. Judge Head says he and the county must be prepared for many contingencies, one that he particularly fears. If President Obama is re-elected, he is going to try to hand over the sovereignty of the United States to the UN. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's going to happen when that happens? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking worst case scenario. Right, right. Okay. I understand. Civil unrest, civil disobedience, civil war, maybe. And we're not talking just a few riots here and demonstrations. We're talking, we're talking Lexington, Concord, take up arms and get rid of the guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, now what's going to happen if we do that? If the public decides to do that, mm -hmm. he's going to send in U.N. troops. I don't want them in Lubbock County. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm going to stand in front of their pers armored personnel carriers and say, you're not coming in here. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff, I've already asked him, I said, are you going to back me? He said, yeah, I'll back you. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want a bunch of rookies back there. True. I want trained, equipped, seasoned veteran officers mm -hmm. to back me.
there it is folks once again you got to hear it from a judge this stuff's going on every place and that's just from the past three decades you know uh, the, the past three or four decades have just been inundated with people that have done everything they can to work with the UN and then they have the depopulation which we're going to go into agendas agenda 21 and agenda 2030 are nothing more than a way to assert, absurd, uh, avert the power of countries including the United States from within incrementally small little uh, uh, counties and cities at a time and basically you can look at a map of the the blue and the red on our uh, election maps and everything in blue this is the UN agenda 21 they're also the poorest places where there's most uh, most of the uh, homeless live you know and this is all being done by people that are just absolutely have lost their total of validity we're gonna go into also the secret societies I mean these people are doing things that are uh, and keeping technologies away from us that would uh, that would fix their very problems that they're worried about if they're worried about any pollution as far as global warming single point energy gravity in fact just today it was deregulated the uh, uh, the patents for anti-gravity and uh, which are in use according to the patent by the military which uh, released it for public review and single point energy this will change the world uh, the thing about it is that's big in itself but the thing about it is is that uh, uh, this isn't what the global uh, elite want I mean this UFO deal that they got going on is very real and we're going to be listening to a man and he was an engineer that helped build the underground bases he has all of his paperwork you, you can see all of his uh, pensions you can see where he worked you can see what he did uh, uh, he's got all of the information in line he was assassinated for telling the truth and uh, we're going to go to him uh, and, and Mr. Schneider and let you guys listen to this where he was actually, we lost uh, some of our black forces in a fight with extraterrestrials. And this man was, was physically injured and had decided that the government was trying to take over. And these things are the things these these aliens are the are the things that uh, are allowing us to talk to other things or other entities and other dimensions just like uh, uh, Hitler did and these things are getting in these people's minds and and taking over countries and coming up with this inhumane stuff about you know uh, murdering babies after nine months carrying and and I mean just subverting all of the Constitution and just deciding that they are the ones that give the rights out around here like tickets and candy well really what it is is that they're trying to take over the world and they're not just using their technology they're using other extraterrestrials but before we get to Phil Schneider we're gonna go to a nun 
that is a whistleblower at the Vatican that uh, will, uh, I'd like you to hear this interview. And she goes into uh, some very interesting stuff that uh, the Pope is trying to do. And here that is. All has to do with ruining our society, ruining our culture, destroying the family. I'm not going to give you anything that's not utterly, utterly public. And the headline is Pope Francis invites religious political leaders to sign global pact for new humanism. Did you hear that, beloved? A new humanism. It's not a better humanism. It really is a new humanism, not the one that God gave. It is an attempt to simply control the population of the world. It will be destructive, it will be immoral, and that's what it attempts to do. Pope Francis has announced he is hosting an initiative for a global pact to create a new humanism. The global event to take place at the Vatican on May 14th, 2020, that's next year, is themed reinventing the Global Educational Alliance. Can you imagine in the scriptures, St. Paul says, what alliance has Christ with Belial, which is the devil? And now we're doing it. Now we're doing it. Now it's planned for the church, headed by the Pope, to do it. So as to, quote, hand on to younger generations a united and fraternal common home. And I'll tell you, beloved, it is the common home of the devil. There is no common home we have but heaven. The Pope says, listen, a global educational pact is needed to educate us in universal solidarity and a new humanism. Beloved, that is what the communists set out to do. The evil has entered into the church and it has been bought by the very Pope himself and the hierarchy. Christ was never mentioned in this article. There's nothing of Christianity in this at all. Nothing. Beloved, this is against this is demonic. This is not to protect the family at all. You'll see later on, weaving relationship with families. Pope Francis asserted the need to create an educational village in which, quote, all people, according to their respective roles, share this task of forming a network of open human relationship, an educational village which will once and for all destroy the family and the human race. I don't believe that was an omission on his part. It is a plan to eliminate parents, to educate the children. Some of these words sound very nice, and the demon, the angel described, appears as an angel of light. If this succeeds, beloved, we're going to have that alliance forever in hell, not in heaven. This is will wipe out Christianity. This is demonic. This is demonic. And she is right. And I wanted you to hear that. That was inside from the Vatican, a nun. I uh, wanted to keep her name anonymous. Of course, I did see the uh, interview. She is a nun. And uh, I did the research on this. And yes, this is what they're trying to do. It's just another example of what we've been trying to tell you all along. Of this, this, uh, some type of extraterrestrial or something that's taking over the influence of our leaders of the world and leaders of corporations and uh, here's some more uh, we're gonna go to Phil Schneider and he's gonna tell us about 
he's an engineer that engineered the underground bases and uh, almost nearly 200 I think there's more than 200 now uh, and he's going to explain to us now this recordings a little rough it's an older recording so bear with it but there is a lot of important information and we're going to try to just cut to the parts that are uh, very important here is Phil Snyder you're in for a treat Phil Snyder has 17 years experience working in the government black projects he carried a level 3 security clearance He's a former government geologist and engineer in the black projects underground bases at areas 51 s4 and Los Alamos he's going to expand your mind here this morning please welcome mr. Phil Schneider I'm Phil Schneider. Uh, I spent 17 years in black budget programs, um, government geologist as engineer, structural engineer with aerospace applications. Uh, Self-taught metallurgist became uh, uh, kind of famous in my own right. Um, I basically uh, would have a set of notes here, but they're unavailable, <laughs> all this melee. Up here I have different artifacts uh, explaining, uh, some of them are alien metals that have been produced both on this planet and the confines of outer space that are now used in all stealth aircraft. All stealth aircraft, for instance, all black jets, uh, what you're seeing of, of black helicopters and the like. Uh, the skins and the coatings and the residues that are used predominantly in the in the aircraft themselves and the airframes and the in the rotor blades and the fans and in some cases in submarines uh, special titanium hulls and the Phoenix class submarines now uh, all these come from all this has come from alien technology 1947 is what the public has been told uh, something crashed in the backyard in New Mexico, a place called Roswell, New Mexico. Unfortunately, that's what the public's been told. The military's known about the alien question for the better part of 70 years, and they first saw their glimpse of what was going on as early as 1909 in the American Southwest. Now, Army cavalry evidently were chasing some bandits, and they entered this cave. They were holed up in a cave, and what they found in there was flying discs and and little gray guys and all kinds of weird things and they didn't know how to explain that and they wrote them down as best they could and it's been in secret archives ever since. That's up in the, this in the down by the Truth of Consequences uh, area of New Mexico. Well, the alien thing is more than just a what I'd call a non-visible threat. We on the surface, first of all, all information dealing with alien or alien reproduced technology or alien reproduced vehicles or any other kinds of things well hidden from the American public. Our black budget, for instance, garners 1.023 trillion dollars every two years. It's over 500 billion dollars a year. Right now, there are 131 active, deep underground military bases in the United States. There's 1,477 of them worldwide. 
Each one has an average cost of 17 to 19 billion dollars. Each one is uh, built in the site. Uh, oh, it used to be it'd take a year to two years to build each one, and now they're capable of building a couple of them a year uh, with sophisticated methods. Uh, uh, my colleague uh, Al Bielik has actually been on some of the high-speed railways, uh, the magneto-leviton trains that connect all the deep underground military bases within the United States. He's been on a Mach 2 train and floats off a, floats off of a single rail at a, a three-quarters of an inch off the rail and is uh, what you'd call high-tech. We have nothing like this on the surface. Uh, the public basically has been totally lied to. We're considered stupid or even moronic in some cases. Uh, it's got to stop. If, if we're going to gain our country back, we must, and I repeat, must regain, we must instill in our public officials, anybody that goes and does public service, they must tell us the truth. And if they cannot do this, then they must be impeached or they must, must be removed from office. If this cannot occur, if, if the truth cannot totally come out, the, the, I, there are reasons for secrecy, for instance, but if the truth cannot totally come out, uh, what's the use in us having anything called freedom? Okay, now I have pictures here that I'm going to show you during the break in artifacts. and I ask you to kind of look at them but not handle them. I have actual crashed retriever metal from Roswell, New Mexico. It was given to me when I was 14 years old. For instance, I've got other things. I've got pieces, pieces of this piece of titanium, a special titanium alloy made for everything from the original SR-71 Blackberry, that's old hat now. Uh, F-117A is their old hat now. Uh, they're making a whole new class of hypersonic above Mach 5 aircraft that employ they employ extremely modern charged particle beam weapons. They don't even use lasers anymore. Uh, computer enhanced imaging radar. Although it's used in helicopters for public surveillance, computer enhanced imaging radar, and in satellite technology, uh, the brand new kit on the block is a, is a kind of infrared technology uh, where a, a satellite at 150,000 miles out in a geosynchronous orbit, or not quite geosynchronous orbit, but but these spy satellites can literally look in and see a dime on the floor, say on your kitchen floor. They have a resolution factor of 99.999961. Uh, this particular piece of metal, I'm gonna drop it on the floor here, it'll kind of ring like a bell. You can't break it. Withstand temperatures in excess of 7,500 degrees Fahrenheit. It has niobium in it. It also has miranite in it, element 123. Yeah, please do. Uh, it's in a it's in a non-crystalline form. This is just kind of a dripping off of the out of the main crucible. Here's a crystalline example. It's in the scalenohedral crystalline form. We got this from the large grays. Uh, technology. Uh, this is grown in the confines of, of outer space, which has not quite a super vacuum, but uh, by the way, this is capable of withstanding temperatures in excess of 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Uh, it's great for uh, certain parts of aircraft. This kind of material I work with on a daily basis. Up here we have a transparency of the infamous Area 51 S4, S2, a CIA base. Uh, uh, it was originally a bombing range, a nuclear test site. Uh, it was later become the most secret base in the United States. Um, it employs over 18,000 workers who work in shifts of 12 hours a at a whack, most of them work in the cover of darkness, like us. We built out nine underground military bases there, each with an average uh, uh, capacity, capable of basically a city underground, roughly four and a quarter cubic miles hollowed out underground. They have boring machines, for instance. They have boring machines, for instance. They don't bore, they literally vitrify and melt the rock, deflagrate the rock. It's a very sophisticated laser uh, uh, melting and deflagrating system. It reduces the rock to a powder and then melts the, the remaining rock as a coating on the inside of the base so you don't have to use gunite cements and other kinds of things like that. That's all, the, all old hat now. Uh, technology is just basically, the new technology we get is the old hat of the military. I'm gonna be real brief about it. I carried a level one security clearance, the Rylate 38 factor. There are very few of us. There's nobody except myself, to my knowledge, talking like this. <clears throat> nobody. I'm breaking the law. I'm breaking world as well as federal law. I'm coming out and even talking about this to a group of people. I love my country more than I love my life. Two weeks ago, I was shot in the shoulder. gory women out, but I was shot in the shoulder up here. I recently have become friends of a of a uh, retired FBI agent who took me under the wing. He says, I've never seen a person braver than you. And I said, well, there's more coming. Our patriot movement in these United States is going to pick up the ball, and we are going to kick the parasites out. First of all, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, a few other founding fathers, Patrick Henry to mention a few, all had visions that these United States is going to live 700 years from where they were standing, and that was uh, somewhere around the, or, the late 1700s, early 1800s. So you can count this country, this country isn't going to go to a new world order. I believe firmly in constitutional law. I'm not very well skilled in it, and that's my embarrassment. But I'm going to be real blunt about it. The government that is now instilled in ruling over us are ruling as we're serfs and they're the kings and queens. Now, that's a feudal system. That isn't even a democracy. We are now being ruled by an autocracy and a technocracy. In other words, technical knowledge is rules as king with a feudal type system. Feudal systems haven't been used in the last 350 years, and they're coming back like gangbusters. If we are complacent, 
if we do not speak out in droves, and I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about a bunch of us getting together and getting on the stump and loving our country more than we love our lives, getting on, some of us are going to get killed. I almost got killed a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't been for a uh, hadn't been for an FBI, a retired FBI man, to risk his life, his career, everything, put it all on the line, and he didn't know me from Adam. A week prior to that, uh, he he re he listened to one of my tapes I gave up in Post Falls, Idaho, and I'm gonna be very blunt about. He mentioned he said that we need a lot more of you, but unfortunately we're not getting anybody. Well, I'm trying to, I'm not the best speaker in the world, but I'm trying to relay to you that we need to get out and seriously get the message out. These shows are great. This, this hall should be absolutely packed, standing room only, and we should be getting the message out to as many people as we can with as many shows as there are, as it possibly to reach. There are many is the public. We gotta get on talk shows, we've gotta get on we've gotta get on news shows and TV shows, and we have to really get the message out. And I think we're doing it, but it's it's a little bit slow in the in the first part. That's that's just that part of the what I want to say. In working with the black projects, I was very loyal. I was picked because I was very strong mentally. There's a bunch of us that were picked because we don't crack under pressure. We don't freak under pressure, so to speak. Everyday events don't bother us. Now, I was involved in something very controversial, almost totally unbelievable to most of you. Some of you are religious people. I think all religions religions have a time and a place and they definitely have a place in America. Now another thing I want to reach to you is that during the unbelievable part I was involved in building another base onto in inside of Dulce, New Mexico which is Los Alamos laboratory. It's a biological laboratory on the southwest part of the Archuleta Mesa. Uh, we built an underground facility, a better part of three cubic miles hollowed out underground. Then to the southwest of that, we built, we were, we were in the process of the early stages of building, we drilled four large uh, tunnel-like holes. Some of them ran two and a half miles under the surface. Uh, number the early, at that time, number the original uh, uh, wells or dr uh, drilling uh, machines that were used were were um, uh, at the rate of up two miles a day. It was fairly rapid. The equipment kept coming up broken, so we wanted to go down. We wanted to send somebody down there, a human observer or human observers in this case, to find out what was going on. Well, to our total surprise, first of all, the government knew all about it. They didn't tell anybody. Uh, when I saw Green Beret and Black Beret people encamped inside of our geologist camp, I knew something was up, the gig was up. First of all, I knew all about the alien agenda. I'll explain that in a few minutes. 
the large alien greys had been encamped there for as best as believed possible about four or five hundred years. It had been one of their internal bases. And we we drilled holes right on top of it. All the stinking air, all the black sooty air came right out as soon as one the first hole was sunk and all this soot came up and well that's when it all all the hail broke loose really, all it started. Anyway, after we drilled all four holes, it took about a, two days to drill all four of them. And when you build an underground base, you drill four basic holes, and then you build you call stopes or cross-member holes across, and then you bla use blasting equipment, you know, special blasting equipment by the analyzation of the rock formation, and you literally blast out or tunnel out or, or deflagrate or melt rock out to build the large rooms that are required for this underground base. Well, in this process, I was lowered down the basket of one of these holes, and about from me to this elderly woman here in the front was sitting a seven-foot-tall alien gray. The stench was worse than the worst garbage can you can imagine. Uh, the person was at, or the entity was absolutely horrible. I didn't waste any time to reach for my pistol. At that time, as an engineer, I didn't have time to carry all the folder, all of one of these big submachine guns that all the sea spray and the yellow fruit and the, all the uh, outer perimeter and inner perimeter security people carried. I carried a little Walter PPK pistol with a nine-shot clip. <clears throat> this was in late August of 1979. Now. You got a regular suit of clothes, you got a regular clothes on, plus you're in a almost like a spacesuit environment and you're reaching for a gun. It's it's not the easiest thing to do and then to pop a clip in it and start shooting. And I killed two of them. Yes, they're mortal and they do die. However, in the process One of them did this. I all I remember is that he just kind of waved his hand in front of his chest, and the next thing I know, this blue beam hit me and just literally opened me up like a fish, and every, uh, burnt burnt my fingers right off of me, and it was some form of electrical force because the kind of like hit being hit by a lightning bolt burned all my toenails off of me, uh, completely crispy crittered my left foot burnt the shoe right off of me. Um, all I remember is the smoking remains and I'm laying almost, I'm still conscious but in and out of, I didn't remember much. And there was a, a green beret that was right behind me that risked his life, in fact he died, but he risked his life, he shoved me back in the basket and hit the button and took me up. And I wouldn't be alive talking to you today if it wasn't for him. I'm forever indebted. He lost his life. 66 Secret Service agents, Green Berets, Black Berets, crack troops lost their lives because the government, our United States government, lied, did not tell us anything about the alien threat. There's a war underneath there, and I'm d talking dead serious. It's been going on since that time. Since late August of 1979, our military, the Russian military, basically the militaries of the world, have been in constant conflict with the outer space alien. 
the, the small gray, the large gray, the reptilians, the whole thing. There are 11, there are 11 distinct races of aliens. Two are benevolent. One had to leave here in a hurry because their world is under attack, both on the surface of all the underground there, the Pleiadesians. They're familiar. Maybe some of you are familiar with that. Uh, would some of you raise your hands who've heard of Billy Meyer and uh, some of the, uh, oh, very good, about half the group. Well, Billy Meyer is one of these lucky people that they figured, well, he's kind of a simple type. We'll show him everything. Well. These are the benevolent aliens, and they've been here helping us. In fact, I have a picture. I have a picture. Let me reach for it here. I have a picture of one of the aliens been working for the United States Pentagon for the last 58 years. His name is Val, Val Valiant Thor. He's right here. There's my father in the background. This whole place, the ready room of the USS Eldridge, Al Bielico has probably explained, or maybe even shown you this picture. There's a list of the, some of the notable people in it. They're all the atomic bomb scientists of the day, all the uh, time variant uh, experimentalists of the day, all the top physicists of, of that particular day. This was, in, this was in August of 1943. Now this guy has not changed one iota in 58 years started work, he came here, crashed here, or whatever, whether he's under duress or not, he started work for our U.S. Navy and military operations in 1937, uh, either 37 or 38 is what I've been told. So it's for 58 years, this man's been employed, probably under duress. If you don't do as we say, we're just going to use you for alien bait or something, I don't know. But anyway, he basically hasn't changed. He lives for 490 years, what he says his lifespan is. Now, he's supposedly a semi-benevolent, he's a human-looking type person. He has six fingers and six toes, and he's got one oversized heart, one lung, giant lung. Uh, his blood vessels are bigger. He's got copper oxide for blood similar to an octopus. Uh, his brain capacity 300 centimeters greater than ours. He has a thinking capacity, uh, IQ, if, if you were to measure it, be totally off the scale, be about a 1200 IQ. Um, he speaks 100 languages fluently, alien as well as others. Um, he's a remarkable person. I had a chance to meet him one time. Now, um, by the way, he doesn't shake hands. He was kind of in a spacesuit because all aliens, regardless benevolent or otherwise, they're carrying germs and diseases and bacterium in and on them that are deadly to us. If I were making policy, I'd quarantine them all because, because how do we not know that some of our diseases like AIDS, Ebola, uh, hantavirus, and a few of these other weird designer diseases, as I call them, are not made from the cadavers of some of these aliens as a biological weapon to use against the people of the United States. Well, I'm tired. I'm a tired American speaking out. Now, what I'm telling you is kind of a, almost like a brain overload here. 
Back in 1946, we set off a number, actually four atomic bomb tests at Bikini Atoll. It's a group of islands in the South Pacific. I have an original photograph here with original language on the photograph that shows there is a large alien spaceship off a wingtip of a United States aircraft. It was a drone aircraft right at the point where the bomb was beginning to show a neutron flash cloud. Here's the bomb going off. Here's the airplane tip here, and here is the alien spacecraft. Now, in 1947, excuse me, 1947, questions later, please. In 1947, after Roswell debacle, our military got before the U.S. Senate. They were hauled before the U.S. Senate and says, what's going on here? Well, we didn't know anything about disks until this happened. It flopped in our backyard. Total lie. They lied to the U.S. Senate. They should have been prosecuted as traitors. Anybody lying to a United States Senator or House of Representative, any Senator or House of Representative person, President of the United States, Vice President, any, any cabinet member lying to the American public is a traitor and should be dealt with in an appropriate fashion. This is actual proof, positive, that this occurred in 1946. Now, U.S. military knew all about flying disks and flying disk technology as early, thoroughly early as 1933. Of course, we remember the Germans did too, the Nazi Germans, Hitler and all, all their bunch of people. Now, it gets to the big question, if, if all this has been hidden from us, you know, everybody says, well, where's the proof? I've got some of the proof laying on the table. But a lot of you probably are totally skeptical. They say, well, I could be anything. In my hand here, I have a piece of what's called corbamite. It's the heaviest element in the world. Element 140. This piece of material weighs 15 ounces. It's three and a half times the weight of uranium. It cannot be made to emit gamma rays. It cannot be isotoped. It is totally stable. It is used in all stealth aircraft and all Phoenix-class submarines. When combined with other alien elements, it is impregnable. It cannot be melted with charged particle beam weapon. When properly combined in secretive compounds, it can withstand temperatures in excess of 10 million degrees Fahrenheit. It is grown by aliens who have given a good... The other side of the alien question is, some of these aliens have broken off from their mainstream and said, we're not getting a fair shake, and so this is what happens. And I'm talking about the alien graves. Some of them broken away. They're talk about not being popular. This particular piece of metal is 
an amazing piece of technology. It's capable of being grown in 15 different crystal systems. Now, I'm a geologist, and I, prior to 15 or 20 years ago, knew of only six crystal systems. And it's actually 15, if you count all the alien metals. Now, this is only element 140. If you look at the local periodic table in your local library, it says 104. Somewhere down the line, we've been lied to and we've been cheated. What we have to do is we have to literally ask for the truth. If we cannot ask for the truth, we must demand the truth. We must take it before courts of law in common law systems, and we must demand it. If we cannot do this, our founding fathers told us the only thing left is to overthrow, to get the parasites out. I don't advocate overthrow, but it does look like this may be the only alternative. Now, I'm going to casually mention to you something that's very scary indeed tell you what the alien agenda is, and it's going to sound very familiar. The alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet, the killing off of five, six, to seven-eighths of the world's population by the year 2029. U.S. military has known about this for 45 years. They've told no one. As far as I know, I'm the only person standing before a crowd talking about the alien agenda, secretively. Okay, they, back in 1954, I'll give you a quick overview. There was the created 1954 treaty where Eisenhower signed a pact with the known alien species of the time. There were three at the time. and said that we're going to deal in high technology, but you can take a few head of cattle and a few human beings and you can experiment on them. It's unthinkable. It's stuffed straight out of the Nazi death camps, and I'm kidding you not, it's plain BS, and it's got to stop. Now, the great in 1954 treaty would have been violated. After, after the great firefight, the alien-human war, I am the only living survivor talking about it worldwide at all. The only one. The other two are in nursing homes in Canada, and the Canadian government refuses to allow any U.S. people, including myself, to talk to them because they are afraid of kidnapping. Probably the reason I got shot to pieces and 11 attempts on my life is I am a direct threat to the entire system. The New World Order, the alien agenda is one and the same. It's world takeover and the decimation of the population of this planet. Now I'm going to tell you something a little bit different about the alien species. The bad news ones, there are nine races of alien populations to look at a human being as a bag of food. They're not cannibals. They don't eat the flesh and the bones and all that kind of stuff. They use the glandular secretions of animals and human beings as a mixture of the vitamins for their food. They get high off of our adrenal gland. 
substances called adrenal chrome. It's, a, it's something like uh, cocaine to them. Now, what can we do about it? We right now, if we do nothing, we can do nothing about it, and it will continue to go on. Basically, we'll be led in the dark, and you'll keep seeing more and more people disappear. Right now, there's 100,000 children totally unaccountable through FBI archives, cannot be traced anywhere. They haven't been murdered. Nobody's ever seen them. I think they're hauled underneath in some of these bases, and they are summarily done away with, and they are literally eaten. Now, that is a scary thing indeed. Some, and I'm not asking you to believe me in total. I am asking you to seriously do enough homework that you can go out in through the public record, through the congressional records, find out who's voting for what, and go from there. Do your own program. Do your own agenda and do your own speaking out. And if enough of us do this, there is some saving grace. However, we don't have a whole heap of time left. Technological governments on this planet are raping the planet. We're, we're going to run out of everything that we need. We're going to pollute everything in sight in the better part of 20 years. Now I know you've heard some poppycock stories. Oh, we're going to run out of coal. We're going to run out of gasoline. We're going to run out of this, that, and the other. And 25 and 30 years ago, you heard all this hogwash. Well, don't believe it. Basically, anything you read in a paper, you should take with a grain of salt. Start reading and what is missing out of the article. Ask yourself, what's missing in this article that I should know? Maybe that's the truth. Fill in the blank spots, so to speak. White copy is only one leg of the triangle. There are two other legs, two other pieces of the puzzle. What we have to do as a group of people, concerned people at that, and this group seems to be the, oh, quite that, is we have to assert ourselves in a way that we've never thought possible. Now, I'm not asking you to do what I'm doing. I'm telling you, what I'm doing is very important. Every one of you is equally important. You wouldn't be in this room otherwise. You know, all these other people out here that didn't come to the lecture, they really don't want to hear it. I, uh, yesterday I heard a fellow who says, I'm sorry to say uh, I belong to uh, this military organization, that military, militant organization. I, I don't believe in the alien question. I, 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 there's no proof of it. And so I show him an artifact and he says, well that's nice. And, but that could be lead. Well, I happen to know this isn't lead. It scratches diamond and it's harder than that. Here's a sapphire that I found. When we blew a mountain apart, all these sapphires fell out. And sapphire has a hardness of nine right next to the hardness of a diamond. This thing scratches the heck out of it. Let's tear it apart. I'll tell you something. This technology is fine and dandy. At the risk of the human race, at the risk of one human life, it is totally worthless. We have to, the one beautiful thing about the United States of America is we value a human person's life. The minute we lose it, we are dead meat. It is... 
it is tantamount that we get back to constitutional law and for our officials not to believe in it or obey it. First of all, for a politician to say, well, I believe in the U.S. Constitution, but I believe in gun control. It can't be, you can't be a master of two houses. It don't work. What you must do is tell that politician you are disobeying the Constitution of the United States that you're sworn to uphold and you are in treason territory. Think about what you have said. You have 30 days to make that apology. If you do not make that apology, you are a treasonous individual and should be prosecuted. There's a few other things I want to run by you, and they're kind of in rapid-fire order. Area 51 is only one base, one of the 131 bases. Of these 131 bases, I call Area 51 a mega base. It's got more than one base in it. It's Tonopah Test Range, Area 51, S2, S4, Groom Lake, and a host of others. Now, these mega bases are gobbling up our gross national product. Right now we're spending 28% of the gross national product on building underground bases solely. That doesn't count for the defense budget. That doesn't count for the spare parts budget. It doesn't count for any of that at all. And the black budget is dead, dead wrong. It sidesteps the United States Congress and its constitution of its people and says you're a bunch of morons you don't need to know. Well, a need-to-know basis is an executive order written during the Eisenhower era right after the created 1954 treaty and is treasonous and illegal in this country and should be overturned and abolished. I believe in military preparedness. I believe in military secrecy to some extent. Because there's always going to be spies out there, and there are always going to be people that want want your hunk of territory, your house, or your ground, maybe even a country like that. Most of us remember what this crazy person in Russia, Jernovsky, had to say, we want Alaska back. Well, baby, you're not going to get Alaska back without a horrendous fight. Alaska is my land. I was born here in these United States. I have risked my life and limb for these United States, and I love my United States more than my life. And I will defend these United States against all foreign powers foreign and domestic. Now, every one of you in this room are prob have probably, to some extent, minor or major, done just that. And that is what this country needs. Patriots you are, patriots you are becoming, patriots and constitution builders you must continue to be. Now, 
All this alien thing is fine, except for one thing. Alien takeover is a serious threat. Kept totally out of the public view, off the surface, I'm sure the underground bases, without question, are being used as form a place to house alien takeover. Alien takeover means the implementation of a one-world government, direct opposite of constitutional law, direct opposite of freedom of choice, freedom of religion, other freedoms that go with it, right to bear arms. We are the militia of the United States. Every single person who believes in the Constitution of these United States and its Bill of Rights is a militia member. Are we going to tolerate what we've heard from Ruby Ridge? Are we going to tolerate what we've heard from Waco? Are we going to tolerate that a fertilizer bomb blew six sub-basement floors and I'm telling you something about sub-basement floors of a, a World Trade Center. They're 29 feet thick each with seven kinds of rebar reinforcement. The only weapon capable of doing such destruction and melting the concrete and extruding the rebar and the I-beam steel up to six feet in length longer than it originally was and melting the ends of it is a nuclear weapon. Now, the people they have in custody as fall guys may have been able to produce weapons and bombs and kill rabbis in New York, but I hate to tell you this, they did not have anything to do whatsoever with the World Trade Center bombing. The only thing used was a construction nuclear weapon that was housed at Mather Air Force Base, the only place such things are kept. Incidentally, about Mather Air Force Base in Oklahoma City, Mather Air Force Base trucks were seen two weeks before the Alpha P. Murrah building got blown to pieces. Strange. I don't believe in coincidences. They're non sequitur. They cannot be proven mathematically, etc., etc. So they don't exist. However, Oklahoma City bombing and a fertilizer and a and a uh, fuel oil bomb. Give me a break, folks. You can blow that one by my ears, but I'm not a dummy, and neither are you. Neither is anybody in this room. We've been lied to, and the lies have got to stop, and they must stop immediately. If our public officials cannot tell us the truth, then they cease to be public officials, and they are automatically guilty of treasonous acts and should be dry, tried and convicted, and if necessary, in jail, whether it be house arrest or otherwise, before they can do any more damage. <laughs> Janet Reno. Janet Reno is a confirmed lesbian. She got out in front of public TV and said so. Janet Reno cheated her way through law school. It's provable. It's on the congressional record. It's also, also in question. It's, uh, it's on the law school that she graduated from. Her record is not spotless. There are thousands, there are tens of thousands of fine police women. Women that could have done an exemplary job in a similar aspect. Janet Reno 
is a murderer of our children and should not be tolerated to live. Those that murder children, those that abuse children, those that sexually abuse children should not suffer to live. The CS gas that was poured in onto the Waco complex of Mr. Koresh, CS by the way stands for cesium. Cesium is an atomic element. It's an isotope. It's a radioactive compound. It is deadly to people under the age of 10. Take one breath and their lungs are singed and they die in 72 hours or less. They poured that gas continuously for 48 hours on that compound. Now, I don't believe in a lot of things. I don't believe anybody is that wicked that you have to kill them a hundredfold over after they're dead. But this is the mentality of the people now ruling as kings and queens over us, and it must stop. If we allow another election to go by with the same ilk in the White House, we have only ourselves to blame. Now this room isn't going to change the outcome of an election. I personally believe, I don't believe there's going to be another election. I believe martial law is going to hit this country before that happens. The way things are going. Because we refuse to stand up, we refuse to literally get out and risk our lives in talking. Now some of us got jobs and families and great responsibilities greater than I have. And I agree, that's tough. It's very hard. I cannot sympathize with you because I don't I'm not in your situation. I have a young family. I have an ex-wife and child. Defense Intelligence Agency goons tried to kidnap my daughter not too long ago. My ex-wife being a, working in the state government services in Oregon picked up her 22 handgun, shoved it in the, in the back of the neck of this one person, give me my daughter back. If I don't, I pull the trigger. Gave the daughter back. Good choice. Now, the remark that my ex-wife had to say to this individual was, if you ever, if I ever see you again in any way, shape, or form, I will kill you on sight. You're an abuser of children, therefore I, su you, I suffer to you that you do not, you should not live. By the way, she threatened a federal agent. She should be in jail, blah, blah, blah. Nothing like that's happened. These people don't want publicity. I shot a federal agent 16 days ago. Shot him dead when I was bleeding to death with a shoulder wound that he'd shot me. He had shot at a retired FBI agent who theoretically is, carries the same same coverance as uh, covering as a Secret Service agent. Got protection forever. He's a cop forever. Federal cop forever. Now, <clears throat> that doesn't mean a whole lot. I made a report and went to the FBI. Do you realize, that, oh, you know what they said? They said, things like this happen, Mr. Schneider. We don't either believe you. I'm using that as my own italics, or we don't give a damn. 
Now, something's wrong here. I'm not reading this right. I defended myself to the best of my ability. I was hoping I could go through life without doing such a thing. And maybe some of you have actually defended your own life in a similar fashion. It's very sad you have to shoot or kill somebody. Maybe some of you were police officers and have had to do the same. And I don't know if you ever kill a human being, you're never the same as a person who never has killed a human being. It is with you for the rest of your days. Whether you do it in war, whether you do it in murder, whether you do it in self-defense, you've taken one of God's holy creations off this planet. And there is a void there. And I feel that, and I'm very sorry for that. But I had to defend myself, otherwise I wouldn't be here. My message must continue. I'm doing it on my own money. And I'll continue to do it as long as it takes, as long as I've got to live. I've got cancer, I'm dying. The radioactive substance that I got hit with in 1979, late August of 79, it's a similar form of aplastic anemia. It affects your blood and your bones. My bones are extremely brittle right now. No cure. The government never told me about that, by the way. Now, to sum up everything in this talk, there's going to be a few questions. I'll answer as many as I can for the next speaker. However, I want to sum up and say that every one of you in this room is a participant in secret things and you're very brave indeed and you should all turn around to one another and shake each other's hand and say thank you for being here. Would you please do that and greet your neighbor? Now this is the way the world should be. There wouldn't be any wars, there wouldn't be any strife, or if there was, it could be settled in a peaceable manner in a handshake. And that's the original American way, and I believe that way is still there, however remote at present time. Now, I'm going to sum up this talk and mention an overview of the alien agenda. The alien agenda is really decimate the planet to take the remaining human subjects as slaves and the aliens would use this planet for their own means. Number one, this cannot be allowed to happen. The world takeover plans of the New World Order, a direct carbon copy blueprint from Adolf Hitler's routine of 1933 to 1938, must not be allowed to happen. That includes the name, the New World Order. That was purposely used, folks, because most of us have been lazy. We have not read our history, and I'm talking to you because I'm one of them. We have not read our history books. Things have been omitted. Throw out basically what you've learned. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to re-educate each one of yourselves 
and ask the unexpected of your public officials, of the people around you, your teachers. I'm not asking you to question authority. I'm asking you to question the teachers of this authority. Is this right? Is this law correct? If a law, one of the best statements to ever come out of the mouth of any human being, believe it or not, was, I think, by an incredible black man in the name of Jesse, not Jesse Jackson, but it was uh, Martin Luther King, excuse me, said, an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. That should be a motto that we live by. Not so much for the man who said the motto, but I'm sure George Washington said something similar. Who said, an uninformed populace is a populace in slavery. Now, our founding fathers had the unique gift 250-odd years ago, 200 to 250 years ago, of looking far in advance, seeing, laying out the groundwork of this wonderful two, two pieces of paper government we've got, the Bill of Rights and the United States Constitution, laying it out for all time. It is the best government probably since time immemorial, maybe the best ever. If we are to, by the way, every freedom that we have must be fought for continuously. You don't need to pick up a gun to fight for something. You need to pick up your mouth. You need to pick up your brain and read a book. You need to pick up your mouth and say, and when you hear somebody say, well, I believe in gun control, and you say, no, I don't believe in gun control, because guess what? You take away that right. What other rights am I going to be missing later on? Now, with gun control. Gun control. There's certain few people generally a one to two percent minority of people that are totally irresponsible, criminal, use a gun improperly, etc., etc. I'm not talking about those kind of people. There are always going to be those kind of people, at least for the foreseeable future. The average person that owns a gun has prudence, has conscious thought of the knowledge of right and wrong can and is able to defend itself, herself, himself, against foreign and domestic terrorists, so to speak. Now, gun control is an attack on your rights if it is allowed to fully comply and go through. All of your freedoms will be removed within a 10-year period after the last element of gun control. So the attack of any right or the removal of any existing right is an attack and affront on every one of us in this room and should not be tolerated. That's that part of the talk. The overview is about underground mountain bases. All of them should be made public. In future talks, I'll be giving latitudes and longitudes of every single one of these bases. I've already written a manuscript at the publisher as we speak. 
It's a dynamite book. It lists all the secretive agendas that our government has us believing in right now and why it's so much BS. Why the New World Order is so good for us. Ha ha. Well, don't believe it, folks. Believe in only one thing. Love thy neighbor as thyself and ask continually questions about our constitutional freedoms and defend them if necessary. And most of us will have to probably defend them. I hope this doesn't happen. Well, folks, there you have it. From a whistleblower that worked on the inside, has a little more knowledge than we do what's going on. He's, he's a patriot at heart, was a very good, very good man. He had just had it. And that's what's going on in Virginia. We have got 90 counties that have said they're not turning it over. The sheriffs there say they're not going to listen to this disarmament situation and are deputizing all of the citizens. Governor doesn't like that. He's calling in the National Guard. These laws go into effect on January the the first 2020 or 2020 and they decide that they're going to play God and decide what your what your God-given rights are and the people are coming unglued they're coming from all states around and folks let me let you know they say that this is a civil war it's not let me tell you with what they're doing with Trump, with what they think that they're so smart with, and they're, they're doing this on purpose. They want this to happen. That way they can turn around and call all the patriots and the veterans and the Christians and everybody the tyrants. They're going to turn it around like they do everything else, but we're calling it first. What it's going to be is a revolution. And they need to understand one thing. Just because the uh, armed forces come in and decide, uh, have agreed that they will do whatever the governor says, is not what's going to happen. Remember, that just came from one guy. These people ain't going to go in and start shooting their neighbors and their friends. Not when it's an illegitimate law. And you'll get some uh, people in there that will go against their constitutional oath but these guys have a constitutional oath that they abide in other than the uh, local government it appears anybody that would try to pass a bill that was against the constitution to begin with is unconstitutional and we need to ask ourselves what constitution are we talking about we're talking about the US Constitution which every state in the Union article 1 of the state constitutions says that no law should supersede or interfere with any federal law. And here's the thing. You can't play God. They've come to the end of the rope, see? And people just ain't going to put up with it. They're done. They've decided to play God and run their lives. And they know that if they come and they take these people's God-given right to defend themselves and to arm themselves, that the very next thing that's happened in history all around the world 
right after disarmament comes genocide. They're going to disarm the people and slaughter them. And we're talking 80%. Read the Georgia Guidestones. Type it in on Google. It's in eight different languages. Set in stone in, in Georgia. All set up by the UN. Just do a Google search and you will find it. It's in all the white papers of the UN. The elite have decided to do this all along. There's been many, many depopulation uh, uh, agendas uh, or even reports of what they say. They all say the same thing. I mean, even Deagle, like I was mentioning earlier, Deagle, the people that decide what the population is going to be uh, in the future for the United States and most all the other countries say that the population will be 50 million in the U.S. in 2025. See, we've got a problem. we got a problem that the people that, that don't like Trump are not patriots. They, they think they are. But they don't know what's going on because they haven't read the history. They don't know what's happening because they're listening to liars. They're listening to CNN. They're listening to all these left-wing outfits that have no idea what they are starting. And they think that they're going to be safe. That they'll just start it and hate will begin. And that they're just going to sit back on their couch at home and watch it on CNN. That's what they think. But they're going to find out that that isn't the way it works. When the electric goes out and the water goes out and they have no food and no gas, can't get out of town, people are going door to door killing people for a can of peas. That's what's going to happen. And then they're going to be wondering, why? Why has this come to me? How can this be? Well, because you, and I'm stating those that are, that are asleep, those that decided that CNN and MSNBC and all of them that were feeding them their bullshit, they couldn't see they were lying. They didn't want it to be untrue. They wanted it to be true what they were telling them. But what if they need to say to themselves, what if, what if CNN and MSNBC and all these guys are liars? What if it really does start? A civil war. Well, it has. And now, it won't stop until the tyrants are out. They're not going to stop. This is a revolution. They're not going to stop till it's done. And I think that'll go clear to possibly the District of Columbia. I mean... They're trying to impeach a president that's done absolutely nothing wrong, that's lived on nothing but a bunch of media lies, and has brainwashed the very people that are going to be sitting there watching CNN, thinking that just like it's a football game, that they get to watch who gets slaughtered. Because they think that's cute. They think that's what their enemies, uh, Republican uh, uh, patriotic veterans and, and Christians need. That's what they think. Really, what's going to happen is it don't matter who you are. It don't matter if you're a gang member. It don't matter who you are. There's going to be no electric. There's going to be no gas. There's going to be no nothing. 
I mean, it's as simple as that. And people are going to come from all parts of the woodwork. And what they're going to do is they're going to, in anything like this, they're just going to take over equipment that that they can get their hands on. So if you think that that uh, the Patriots are just going to have conventional weapons, you've got another thing coming. Because these people aren't stupid. We have Marines, we have veterans, we have people that know how to engage the enemy. And they're going to use any resource at their disposal and they're going to go get it if they need it. And, yep, the governor and the, and the, the uh, government of the state of Virginia has lost their entire validity by implementing an illegitimate law. They think that this will just be a model for the rest of the country. Oh, it will, all right. It will be a bloodbath. Just like it's going to be in Virginia. These people need to change their minds and change them quickly. Because while it all goes down, the governor and all the bigwigs think they're going to get on their helicopters and their airplanes and just fly out of the state. Watch it on CNN. That's what they think. Well, I'm afraid that they're mistaken. Because um, this is America. It ain't going to happen. Shit will hit the fan. It will be a bloodbath and we will win. I mean, it's as simple as that. Freedom will win. That's all there is to it. They've done it once. They'll do it again. And these people are pushing all the right buttons they want this to happen that's what they want they want to divide the people up that's what they want and they've done it so anyway let's take a look at in fact I'm gonna have them pull up the little clip here from uh, in time prophecies that talk about the New World Order's Ten Commandments, which is the Georgia Guidestones. Here's a little uh, bit about that, and uh, he'll, we'll let them explain what we've been talking about. Here it is. Welcome to another Across the Nation here on AmericanFreePress.net. And I'm at a very special, if not troubling, place in Elbert County, Georgia, the granite capital of the world, as it calls itself. And we're at the infamous Georgia Guidestones, which, as I assert, have the smell and scent and philosophy of Rockefeller all over them, as my research indicates. At any rate, this is the uh, marker that explains a lot of facts about the Georgia Guidestones, sort of an American Stonehenge of globalism. And they were made by a mysterious-sounding group called the Guidestones Group, which wished to remain anonymous forever, quote-unquote, according to this informational stone. And the Guidestone's central thing is that they're essentially the Ten Commandments of Globalism, or One Worldism, as it's sometimes called. And my assistant Angie is going to help me come this way, and we're actually seeing the stones right now. And she'll show that, despite the sun glare. It's a very sunny day here in latter 2010. And these stones are about 20 feet high and consists of 240,000 pounds of granite. Now, coming this way slowly, 
They're in several languages, including Spanish right here, and a number of other languages, as we'll explain more momentarily. Coming around to the side that's written in English, this 20-foot mega slab of Georgia granite shows a number of these Ten Commandments. The top, as Angie will try to show, says, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. And it has a bunch of other impressive and broad-sounding platitudes that are typical of the globalist movement. Statements that are so broad that they can be interpreted many different ways. Of course, the very objectionable thing and troubling thing about the first commandment, notice that it's first, is to maintain uh, humanity at a balance of under 500 million. That would mean getting rid of upwards of 6 billion people in some mysterious way that the mysterious founders of these stones are not telling us since they like to hide in the shadows and not stand up and, and be accountable or uh, uh, known for what they do. At any rate, the Earth Charter, drawn up some years ago in conjunction with the United Nations, has Stephen Rockefeller behind it who is the son of Nelson Rockefeller, one of his sons, and he very strongly pushed the Earth Charter. And if you look up the Earth Charter at earthcharter.org online, you'll see a very close philosophical kinship with the Georgia Guidestones philosophy and the Earth Charter. It's this idea that fewer people on the world makes the world a better place when Christianity and a number of other uh, outlooks completely contradict that view. The globalists have give us, given us uh, man-made global warming, which is turning out to be a sham. They've given us their so-called global cooling back in the 1970s that turned out not to be true. We were constantly given scare stories and we're constantly being preached at by the globalists about their how there has to be fewer people on the earth and um, that we have to always bend to their will for elitist projects and central banking and interventionist wars and onerous environmental uh, in regulations where we have to deindustrialize our nation and live a much more pauperized uh, 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 living and, and lifestyle. At any rate, now you're looking at the Ten Commandments of Globalism that are far, far different than the Ten Commandments of the Bible altogether. The Ten Commandments of the Bible being kind of a code of living, this really being more of a code of dying and perishing for the common man. Sure, there are other things. Get rid of petty, petty laws and useless officials and protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. But those are largely empty platitudes when the very first commandment says to get rid of nine-tenths of the world population in some unknown way, as I noted. Now, lastly, we're coming over this way to one other marker here in this remote part of Elbert County, Georgia. And this gives the languages that the stones are written in. Russian, English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, and Chinese. And it gives a bunch of other facts. It even tells you which way you're standing here. But the, the bottom line here, ladies and gentlemen, is that this Guidestones group that put this together, that has, const has been remaining in the shadows now since 1980 when this was put up, this American Stonehenge. Now we're in the 30th year of this, and this Guidestones group uh, still refuses to reveal itself who underwrote this precisely. The Elbert Granite Finishing Company did the actual physical work, but pe the people have a right to know who put together this Ten Commandments to genocide, you might call it, and certainly the philosophical kinship with the Earth Charter, as Stephen Rockefeller uh, promoted, um, 
some years ago as a United Nations related initiative where all people are supposed to live in human uh, in, in harmony excuse me and uh, under the tutelage and under the direction that globalists give us in their one world system certainly we can see that philosophical kinship and American Free Press will continue to explore this issue to try and get to the bottom of who precisely the Guidestones group is. At any rate, we recognize the, uh, the relationship to the Earth Charter and we certainly sound the alarm here about such a um, dystopian and, and, and downward look at the common man by the one-worlders in, in our 21st century. So we'll see you next time. Here on AmericanFreePress.net, I'm Mark Anderson with this Across the Nation commentary. There it is, folks. The Ten Commandments to Genocide by the New World Order. How beautiful. And the real truth is, is all of those slabs that they're talking about on each side is a different language. There's eight different languages there. This thing was huge. Somebody spent a lot of money on this. And uh, like he said, if you go back to the white papers and the UN and everything, it's exactly what their charter states. We know who it is. We know what's going on. And uh, these are the same people that are possessed by these demons or or uh, interdimensional beings whoever has taken over the new world order and the elites thinking we know that whatever it is what 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 they're wanting to do no matter what it is is inhumane and i mean uh, there's not one truth out of these people's minds anymore it's absolutely off of its rocker never in history have we seen how off of the rocker these people are there's very few people that we can really even trust listening to information and then they don't even really tell us news anymore all it is is propaganda I mean you got Fox News and a few for few people out there that are really uh, uh, telling the truth but the truthers they're wanting to take down they have to get rid of them you know uh, and I, I believe that there is a war on for patriots, Christians, and the alike, any truth seeker. That information has to be removed. So, what we've decided to do here at the West Allen Show is put it out on radio, put it out in audio. That way we can uh, get the agenda out and people can see what's going on and educate themselves and open their eyes and see really what's happening from an average John Doe point of view, unscripted. We don't script anything here. This is strict, straightforward information right out of the mouths of witnesses and people out there and that's the reason why we... Uh, use all of the data that we can to show you and guide you where we're going with our narrative and that is just that to show you the truth that something is really happening and uh, it's just not a big political game but that that's just a piece of it so 
we're going to take a look at a few other things here and and coming up we have Linda Malton Powell now what was so interesting about this is where uh, we were talking about uh, how these aliens may have penetrated the 1% elite well they've either have done one of two things it's either that they're demonized and that these things have offered them something or like scientists have come out and told us uh, and these abductees as well has told us this that when they get on these ships and they're abducted which is many many stories the same thing that they see these clear tubes of of different alien bodies uh, some humans some many from other planets and and they're explained and told by these abductees that they just take cells from your mouth and they can create another one just like you in fact they can make a replica of you at any age so it comes to the point where we say well if if they can create clones like that they could replace the one percent on earth and do those one percent do they have souls if you're cloned does you have, do you have a soul I'm not sure about that and in fact the chances are very minute they may very well all be manipulated by the same source and really have no souls but they sound and look exactly the same they were they could have been taken out of their homes and replaced I mean even Obama doesn't look exactly like he did when he got into office there's some wild differences I've seen in many of us but we all get older I mean it's so hard to tell especially if you're a clone anyway scientists have abrogated this and have and have told about it you know these these uh, beings and uh, the government's known it forever that when you when you create a nuclear bomb a nuclear explosion that the reason why the ETs don't want that to happen is because it tears a hole and also causes destruction in other dimensions it rips time and space so it's doing devastation to other dimensions and what the scientists have said is that it releases those entities in other dimensions to come here and in the astral plane there are said it's all said to have uh, beings there that we look at as demons and these demons want souls and the reason why they want souls is because if they have a soul they can get out of their astral plane they can use it as a ticket to go somewhere else because everyone, every entity within that astral plane 
there is no souls for some reason or another they can't have souls so this is all information that has come from actual physicists and uh, I think it really has something to look at I mean we're still trying to learn about this we know something's going on that ain't right that's a fact and if we can figure out what the heck is going on and one percent of them the one percent the elite one percent have lost their entire validity what they're doing is absolutely inhumane I mean putting stuff in vaccines and 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 stuff that you can't even eat in foods and reducing stuff in water I mean you put fluoride in water they uh, that's absolutely ridiculous and then they normalize it so that we all agree well it's always been in there you know but the real truth is down through history as you study it we know it's not supposed to be in there the Chinese don't put it in theirs many 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 other countries don't put it I mean most of them they don't put it in their water it's like only the United States is a very few handful of of countries that even do it it's ridiculous and then these poisons and these chemicals and uh, them talking about in their white papers to get rid of 80% and and so what it could be is that they've unleashed these demons into the world now they're either demonizing the 1% or the extraterrestrials are work working together with their own agenda and it's not to save the world I'm sure of that because if they were going to do that they'd have done a long time ago now I don't know which one of these subjects are true I'm just bringing it out into the light because something is wrong we don't have all of Congress lying for nothing we don't have the top of all 17 alphabet intelligence agencies losing their absolute validity okay all tied to this new world order and what's funny about the new world order is it's all tied to the Bibles all tied to demons and and so I'm just tying this stuff together trying to find all of the information here's Linda Moulton Howe and the evidence that she has uncovered on this particular subject and here she is and this is really significant it's a good point. because we've been threatened and we have been told in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s by ETs I know this for a fact you will not be allowed to do nuclear explosions because you do not understand when you separate, when you do fission at the atomic level, you are tearing into dimensions that you know nothing about. I know those words were said by ETs to a presidential level. And if we tear into dimensions that we know nothing about, this is the other part that was said to me that's chilling. By your by, this whistleblower. No, this is this is d discussions going okay. back into the eighties and nineties of what we're talking about now of, of the impact. Why in the fifties, sixties, and seventies we were having discussions about what had happened at the Minuteman missile sites 
my own brother was involved with an investigation at Malmstrom uh, mm -hmm. in uh, 1973, 4. So uh, th these discussions go back to the 1980s, which when we would gather at any kind of a conference, uh, this was one of the big issues. It's very clear that something in the non-human category is interfering with Minuteman missiles, not to launch them, but to shut them down, and that there have been communications about you cannot do this because you do not understand that you're tearing into other dimensions. So this is the side that was always chilling. If we tear into other dimensions in unleashing an atomic bomb or a hydrogen bomb, what could come from those other dimensions into our dimension that is never supposed to cross barriers? Mm -hmm. That has been suggested to me by a person who was in the Air Force and then worked for Intel. He said, our, we know, we know, Linda, in complete and total ignorance, when we have exploded some of the bombs that we have exploded, without realizing what we were doing, we allowed things to come in here that are horrible. It's almost karmic. We get told by ETs, you cannot do this. We will stop you again. And yet, in our first atomic tests, it was enough to open up dimensions and let something in here that is supposed to be very dangerous. Mm. Did, did, did he mention what type of things? In the old mythology, in the oldest books, there has always been the description of the dimension next door, like the universe is this thing that seems endless to us, but actually can be contained. And that it is contained by a dimension called astral, A-S-T-R-A-L. And that beyond the astral, two, three, four, maybe infinite. But that the astral dimension is probably the one that the military people have uh, warned me and said when we uh, did the fission bombs, this is what we tore into. And unleashed. I had a discussion last year in 2017 with a physicist and he has been working on extraterrestrial matters most of his career. He cannot come out into the public, sign non-disclosure agreements. He actually is happy now to talk to somebody like me. I'm, he knows I will never use his name. I will never reveal where he is. But I can share the concepts from some of these people. Journalistically, it's not as solid as it should be because you always want to be able to give exactly who, what, where, and why. But when you can't, and the information is important for humans to understand this is real, he said that in a project that he was working on underground for the government having to do with UFOs and ETs and the back engineering of technology, that he was introduced for the first time that in the astral dimension that is encompassing our universe. I'm going to use a word that he used, 
And I understand that it is a loaded word that carries a lot of baggage and that I don't fully understand even what it is, but I'm going to use the word demon. He said that it's his understanding that in the astral plane, there really are demons in the old classic Latin that are soulless and that what they want more than anything else are souls. And that that dimension is always trying to find a way to enter, penetrate this universe. And once they do, their only goal is to come up with some sort of a temptation of not just humans, of any consciousness in this universe that has soul. The demons want souls to get out because souls are the only e-ticket out. And if you're in a dimension where everything there is deliberately soulless for reasons that are not clear, and it is always looking for a way to get a soul, then the biggest picture that you can draw on everything is that the only real game in town is becoming conscious that you have a soul and that there is an ongoing machinery of souls, whether you live 30 years, 3,000 years, 30 million years, if there is a cycle of life and consciousness and it is all tied around the soul, what would it be like to live on this planet if the surface of bodies had no meaning? None. And it was only the soul that was the only thing that counted in every relationship, every work, everything. Mm -hmm. What if these, got my mind going now, Linda, what if these demons are, I guess you could say they are possessing certain elite members of the world, the ones that are pulling the, string, the, the strings behind the scenes. And what if these certain individuals are possessed or some other researchers may say that they are, they are shapeshifters, alien shapeshifters, or hybrids, or whatever. But what if these demons, shapeshifters, alien hybrids, or whatever, these people that are pulling the strings behind the scenes, what if they are for this AI agenda because they want us to be soulless? They are, they are taking these souls, and they want to go towards a technocratic uh, AI society of future. And that's exactly, I think, what possibly their agenda is. These certain figureheads in the world, I don't think they have souls. They are stealing the soul. If, if this, you know, if this is true, they are taking the souls, like you were saying, and they are pushing this AI agenda. What do you think about that, Linda? When I started doing Glimpses of Other Realities, Volume 1 and 2, it's a, my two-volume work, it's about a thousand pages between the two books and it took eight years to do them. And I remember that it was the 
the strongest provocation that I had for doing that big two volumes was what is in the second volume and only a hundred pages of about a thousand, but it was, those were the, these hundred pages were the reason I wanted to do the two books to put all this context so that when you would read these hundred pages, you'd have before and after context. And the hundred pages are about what is called the resurrection technology by the abductees. It was abductees that I had interviewed and they had been exposed to tubes in which there were human bodies, extraterrestrial bodies, all kinds of bodies, and telepathically the events explained to the humans that had been abducted that they could use a cloning mechanism. All they need is some cells from inside of your mouth and then they can make a whole one of you. No baby stage. Mm -hmm. At any age that they want. And in those hundred pages, half a dozen people talk about their experiences with this resurrection technology. And where those discussions with those abductees led was if we are dealing with advanced beings who can just take sperm, eggs, cells from somebody, put it in this technology, you, me, where there could be a whole bunch of us, duplicated, triplicated, that we don't know that exactly you, me, anybody could be on other planets, all part of a network test or a monitoring in which the bottom line would all have souls or only the original one from which the genetic material was taken. And if there is some huge value having to do with a soul, and a lot of the non-humans don't have one, that same conversation leads to, who are these one percenters that have been manipulating and bullying and pushing this world around for the last at least 5,000 years? are the 1% that control Earth so less. It is actually a fundamental and very relevant question. It is not sci-fi. And how many of the 7.2 billion that is supposed to be the current population of Homo sapiens sapiens on Earth and growing exponentially? We're supposed to be at 10 billion in another 20 years. Can't even imagine. What percentage of the current 7 billion are Homo sapiens sapiens? My own personal guess, based on everything I've been exposed to, is maybe 70%. The 30% now on planet Earth are ET human hybrids. Okay, to the, the ETs that are here on Earth, what I believe there are good and bad ETs here. And this is how we're going to round this off, Linda. Is there infighting amongst these ETs that are here on Earth? Is there a secret war that's going on? And um, I guess who are winning? And what is the ultimate agenda 
And this is, the floor is yours. This is where we're going to leave off. You're asking questions that I am asking every person that I cross paths with of any kind of a military or intel or any relationship that I think that they might have some knowledge and constantly is, we don't know. But the, the, the answer that I feel strongly that I can say generally is that I have talked to people with great substance over the last 20, 25 years in which they have said, we are on a planet where there have been, um, I'll sum up from a 1999 December, he had retired from the Defense Intelligence Agency and he worked through a man who worked for the World Bank uh, to have a meeting with me because of my two-volume book, Glimpses of Other Realities. And in the introduction to me about why we should do this meeting, he said that I have worked for our government for 23 years trying to understand and monitor the geopolitical territorial conflict of three competing extraterrestrial biological civilizations. So he says three in perpetual battle, and they don't battle with bullets or anything that we would consider as weapons. They battle by being able to manipulate timelines, and they battle by mind over mind. And they use holograms and neutralizing gravity as their technology. Now, if you add to that statement that we are dealing with advanced beings that can clone anybody of anything from anywhere in this universe, let alone this planet, we come down to a discussion having to do with the mysterious lights making crop formations in England. And this goes back probably somewhere around the year 1996. And I was shown videotape in England by a man who spent endless nights with good film equipment on tripod, did it professionally, trying to capture lights that would be making crop formations. That's what he live for. Mm -hmm. He showed me a videotape in England that showed six balls of light moving in patterns between two hills and there was a crop formation up on one hill and it was late afternoon and all of a sudden you hear the chop 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 and coming up over this hill is a big Apache helicopter bristling with weapons and some sort of a big canister underneath which I later learn, has infrared equipment. Because this man is told, and I was told also separately, that the United States government, working in collaboration with England and our World War II allies, we fly a certain infrared technology to aim at what look like humans in order to determine if they have ETs inside the bodies. Mm. That is 
a reality. There's Linda Moulton Howell, folks. Uh, she is very famous for her writings and her research uh, on these topics. She has a lot of inside information. And uh, I do believe that she has something here. The thing about it is, is we have to start somewhere because what's happening is inhumane. These people think that they control the world and that you have no God-given natural rights. And what they do is they go against their own oath that they have to the Constitution and enact illegitimate laws that go against their oath. And then when they pass them, they say that we're supposed to, uh, and, 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 and the police and the sheriffs are supposed to abide by the Constitution uh, and obey and protect us with the laws they create. But the real truth are, is that we must remember that only laws that are written, that are, that are legitimate, correspond to their oaths of office. No one's above the law, and no one's above the law of the land. Not even the lawmakers that create illegitimate laws that go against that. Hoping that we will agree, and that it'll normalize that they can make whatever laws they want and take whatever rights that we have. First of all, it's, it's a God-given right. And they can't play God, and I only have one God. So, I can't have two gods. That's for sure. So we need to understand that this is what's happening in Virginia with these, with these gun rights. And frankly, quite frankly, happening all across the United States. They're trying to punch holes in the Constitution, uh, punch holes in their oaths of office not even abiding by simple rules of law in Congress. This is absolutely unprecedented. This didn't happen years ago. This didn't happen. This is something that uh, they have decided that time's up. Because the little ants have figured out what's going on. They have figured out what they are doing to us. They have figured out that they are trying their soft kill in any which way they can with, with contaminants in the food and contaminants in the water and contaminants in our medicine. Just put it flat, frankly. Contaminants in the medicine. Who would allow a pharmaceutical company to allow doctors to give out legal drugs that's killing so many people? It's as simple as that. Who would want to bring down borders knowing that it's going to ruin the middle class? Well, the people that want to ruin the middle class. The people that want to bring down the United States from the inside out. Not a war of destruction. Military. But a war on the inside by
by collapsing us, getting us to agree to these rules that is going to collapse the United States. I mean, when we agreed to 40% uh, taxation on corporations, they knew they were going to leave the country and that they and that everybody was going to lose their jobs. They're not stupid. And we know they're not that stupid. There was a reason they did it on purpose, and that was to uh, attack the middle class. All of this is an attack on our liberties. It's an attack on the middle class. And it's quite frankly not by all the government, but by the handful of globalists that have got in there, and people like George Soros, uh, now they, it's come out as well that he is is helping these people get elected, such as the governors in Virginia and California, and, and now he's running around helping district attorneys get elected. And that way they don't prosecute any of their own. They just prosecute the veterans, the Christians, the truth-tellers, the people that are getting up every day and trying to take care of our children and hoping to have a, a home and a car and, and a good life. See, the good are being attacked. We need to look at that right now. We need to look at what's happening. And whether you're on the left or the right, the good is being attacked. This ain't just a one-sided thing. This is an attack on the America. This is an attack on the middle class. For crying out loud, we have 60 square blocks of homeless people in LA. That's ridiculous. Billions of dollars they're collecting in taxes and we've got that happening. And they decide they're gonna go buy a $20 billion property and put 10 apartments on it for the homeless. Give me a break. With that kind of money they could buy each homeless a little trailer and get them up off their feet. But, you know, here it is. They've ruined the economy so bad in the middle class that, that there's, and the rent is so high that there isn't a job you can buy. There's not a job you can get that will allow you to pay the rent, let alone a car payment, and your insur health insurance and your, and, your, and your car insurance and what have you. There isn't, a, a, the jobs are gone in these areas and uh, it's being done on purpose but they still keep voting for the same people that are doing it and the reason why is because they they just don't read nothing all they listen to is TV if all you listen to is TV then then they've got you if you think whatever you hear on CNN MSNBC ABC is the, is the real world then they've got you. I don't have a TV. I don't deal with TV. Because I know what the facts are. I know what the truth is. And it ain't coming from any of those sources. I can't afford to watch them. I waste my time. I have to know what the real world's doing. We have to know who the real enemies are in our lives in order to protect ourselves. And the real truth is, is it's the 1% elite. It's not the government. We're not attacking the government. We're attacking the New World Order and the leeches within. 
the ones that want our to give us our God-given rights like it's some ticket to a show or candy they don't give us nothing it's ours and they want it they want to take it from us they want to take the power from us to be free because it's too much power they have to control us they have to take our our weapons so that we can't retaliate and the forefathers put that in put uh, us the right to bear arms so that we wouldn't be taken over by a tyrannical government that we would have the means to straighten it out because in this world these tyrants have tried to take over for years thousands of years this one percent and just like um, uh, Linda Moulton Howe said you know how do we know they're not being manipulated nobody's given them a drug test we don't know what's going on what we need is that laser that tells them whether they're real or not we need to start checking all of the governments of the world and keeping humane be beings in power we need to find out if any of the banks and their owners and stock uh, 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 holders and, and everybody that's in charge and power in these authorized areas are human beings. That's become the reality because what they're doing is absolutely inhumane. And they want to continue to take increment by increment our rights whether it's ruining the middle-class economy making it so we can't get jobs we got big tech companies out there that are stealing advertising money that people pay you're a new business you decide you're gonna sell a product and get off the ground so you throw money at somebody like Facebook or Google or any of the big ones and the next thing you know you get zero hits it's kinda of funny that if you run a 40-second video and you pay to have it shown, it says that you have 270 uh, click-throughs, and they're all three seconds. And that's where all your money went. They steal it. And how I know this is true is because years ago, all we had was magazines. And you could put an ad in the back of a magazine, and you'd get three or 400 orders. If it wasn't enough to pay for the ad, then you tried a different product or a different way to advertise or, or, or changed the way that your ad was stated. Now you get nothing. Yeah, with a click of a button, they can hit millions of people. And you can put the same thing in it and get nothing. Every time I've done it. I've done it for 10 years trying to make the internet and out of all of the times I have put anything on the internet I've never got one hit not one cell and the reason why is because they know who we all are they know that they, they, they decide who the winners are see oh yeah you see all the big corporations yeah they're rolling it in heck you can't even keep enough uh, they can't even keep enough delivery trucks for Amazon so who's being 
And, and it all boils down to this. They're going to determine who buys and who sells. And that's what it's about. They keep us poor. But the little ants are starting to figure out that all of these big tech companies are doing nothing but, but stealing and plundering. That they're going to do their little takeover. And let me tell you right now, it stops with the United States because we're done with it. We're done. We're not putting up with it anymore. There's nowhere for them to hide. They will be exposed and prosecuted legally. It's as simple as that. They no longer run anything. Now, they have reign of it right now, but it's coming to an end. And the media companies that are backing them up, see what they're doing is they're consolidating all the money. All of us see how good that the stock market's doing out there on the New York Stock Exchange and why we're sitting here barely able to pay rent. Barely able to do anything but to pay for bills. That's all they want us to do. That's called a wage slave. When, the, when an actual ounce of gold right now, the real cost of gold right now is $30,000 an ounce, and they have manipulated it down to $1,400. Until the dollar falls, you'll never see it. That's how bad that they have done this. And see, it's not that this other stuff, that material things, have went up in price. Not at all. They haven't changed at all. What's happened is that the money is worthless. At 20 bucks, you can't even go anywhere for 20 bucks. You used to be able to go to a movie, spend all weekend, do something with 20 bucks. You got 20 bucks, just leave the house, you spent 20 bucks. That's where they want it. They want you dead poor. They want you out in the street. They want to hurt you. They do not care about your health. They do not care about your children. In fact, they say that they own your children. See? Well, we ain't cattle. And nobody owns my child. And praise the Lord, they're old enough that uh, they don't. I've been through that. I've been there, done that. And what we got a bunch of Satanists. We got a bunch of immoral idiots running the country. They ain't as stupid as you think. Because they're getting away with it. They're just showing how stupid we are by allowing it. And they say that. Out in the stupid jungle. Out on the street in the city. The stupid idiots will vote for us again. And we'll take their middle class jobs. We'll take away everything they own. We'll make their lives miserable the whole nine yards. They hate humanity. And that's why I'm telling you that this is inhumane. You don't go to school and teach little children that they don't have the right to religion, that they can't speak about their gods. Little G's, because they only have one. You don't take Christianity out of the schools. Who are these people? Who do they think they are? You don't teach them sexual uh, things in school. You don't teach them what sex they are. Have you lost your mind? 
you do that after you're 18 you go out there and decide who you are but you don't go in and start manipulating children that's pedophilia as far as I'm concerned and what we got is a bunch of idiots running the school and every one of you principals out there that don't get that are lost conditioned conditioned to believe that that's the way it is and the real truth is is that we need to put a stop and a change to it you gotta quit manipulating the kids and start teaching real science real history what really happened who America really is start telling them what the Constitution really is all about but you see that'll be all they'll talk about the Constitution but they won't talk about what rights you got so you didn't have to be 18 to have rights you were born with God-given rights we didn't need the state to say that the parent had yet yeah you know had to be there when you went hunting shit when I was a kid we went hunting we carried the uh, we carried the damn 22 on our backs and we went hunting whenever we wanted to heck we even went to school we keep our guns unloaded and everything and in the trunk in the car and after school we go hunting on the way home it wasn't no big deal now what we got's a bunch of pussies they see a gun oh 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 my god he's got a gun while he's walking the field trying to get a pheasant so what so what get out of the city get over it now you go down to to San Francisco and and oh my god he's got a cigarette he's smoking a cigarette and I'm like hey this place gonna fall off into the damn ocean what do you give a shit whether somebody exercises their right to do whatever they want to do see they've even got the people brainwashed that they can manipulate what your right is to do so what so what and the very people are allowing their kids to go to school and be manipulated by the by the school a bunch of shit that's what you got a bunch of shit and we need all of these people that believe in God that are in these that are in these churches to turn around and ask themselves is my church in the council of churches you just find out and do a little research about the council of churches no God didn't say we needed a church he said we are the church we are the temple churches went a long ways away when he went in there and upset the tables and he upset the tables for the same reasons most churches today are not legitimate trying to tell people that they're going to be taken up and ascended and saved pre-tribulation the word isn't even in the Bible they don't tell them that we're all going to go through the tribulation, dumbass. <laughs> See, it's up to us whether or not we fix this situation. We get rid of the evil. The power that Jesus has given us to get rid of evil. That's ours. And to find out who our enemy enemies are and fix the problem for society. But right now, I would say at least 99% of all the cities and counties are corrupt. The only one that's not corrupt is the law enforcement officers that know what's going on. 
but the big kingpins of all them little uh, 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 these of most of these uh, uh, municipalities are all corrupt taking grants for agenda 21 yeah we'll give you a grant for agenda 21 if you tell people that they can't put wood stoves in their house boy you guys really voted in a good one there you want to talk about just let's just change everybody's life because we get free money for a road and he probably got a kickback might have even paid his mortgage off nobody tells anybody anything anyway that's the show for today and we're going to work on another one here on Christmas and I wish you all a Merry Christmas this is Wes Slater with the West Allen Show Good day.